Longcat Media is excited to present a special episode. What do you see when you look at this ink blot, Matthew? Oh, oh, I see a roller coaster. One of them basic ones, no theming. Called like the Abominator or something. And this ink blot? Um, First thing that pops into your head, Matty. Heart of Darkness. Oh. The Joseph Conrad novel? No, no, the bit with the animatronic hippos. See, this bit here looks a bit like the bend in the river before the first drop, and that looks like a hippo. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm talking about a mockery manor ride. There's a log flume called the Heart of Darkness. I see. And how about this one? What do you see? Now that looks like the entrance gates to... Not mockery this time. A different theme park. It's all theme parks with you, isn't it, Matthew? The way they've shaped your psyche is quite fascinating. They're fascinating places. Have you been to one yourself? (laughs) I don't have any children, so no. You don't have to have a child or to be a child to enjoy a theme park, Doctor. You just need a connection to the child within. The one that can play for hours and disappear into a fantasy land. Do you want to disappear, Matthew? Is that an impulse you have? Ah, sure. If I could absorb into the fabric of the park itself, I'd be a happy chap. You know, I heard about something a bit like that once. It was a story about a man and a park called Hell. Is, is this something you've made up yourself, Matthew? Oh no, not me. This is a story from another world. A story that's part of the Amelia Project. The Amelia Project? Hmm. An audio fiction play unlike anything you've ever heard before, Doctor. Here, you've got a radio. Let me find it for you. Oh, no. The chances it's playing right now are very slim, Matty. Here it is. Goodness, is it really? No, no, surely this is something else. It's the Amelia Project, Doctor. It's always available. Anytime, anywhere. And there are many, many episodes. Here, let's listen. Before we play the full episode from the Amelia Project, which is centered around a very disturbing theme park called Hell, let me just say that here at Longcat Towers, we've really been enjoying Philip Thorne and Oystein Braga's wonderful series produced by Imploding Fictions. In a nutshell, the Amelia Project is a secret organization offering a very special service, faking its clients' deaths. Its eccentric clientele includes cult leaders, criminals, and politicians, all desperate to disappear and start over. But for how long can the secrecy last? With the help of his indispensable assistant, Alvina, The Amelia Project's interviewer needs only a 20-minute consultation to help any troubled client disappear into a new and exotic life. His solutions are delivered with a flourish of ingenuity, style, and a mug of finest cocoa. But you don't get to be this good without attracting some unwanted attention. And now, we are honoured to present Episode 8 of The Amelia Project, Luke Dougal. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. This phone call isn't happening. If you're not serious about this, hang up. Now. 
If you continue, there's no way back. Good choice. A new life awaits. You'll hear back from us within the hour. If you don't hear back, please consider the whole thing a hoax. Leave your message after the beep. He opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and air were darkened by the smoke. The fearful and unbelieving, the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Project by Philip Thorne and Oystein Braga, with music and sound design by Frederick Baden. What's taking so long? <laughs> I love it when she makes that dude eat a vomit. Yeah, yeah, and then he pushes her face into a table saw. <laughs> and she gets straight back up, that broad. Yeah, I know, I know. I was like, what? How did you do the eye stapling bit? Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, see you, mate. Senora Duga, let us see you. So I see. Who's that? Uh, can I just, uh, can I just, uh... I think Joey would like an autograph. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, should I know you? Let me give you a clue. Hell. <gasps> Satan? No, oh. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? Oh, but, 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 but I thought you just said... Hell, you know, the theme park. Sorry, I don't have kids. You're joking. It's not that unusual. I mean, hell. What about it? It's not for kids. It's not? No, it's only like the most dangerous theme park in history. I thought theme parks were for kids. Bumper cars, candy floss, ice cream. We have ice cream. I like ice cream. We do novelty flavours. Well, my favourite is strawberry. Strawberry is not a novelty flavour. We don't do strawberry. Well, I think you should. We do prawn cocktail, pickled onion and mushy pea. That sounds horrible. It is. Well, don't people throw up? Yes, they do. And we provide the bags. Oh, are you sure you're not Satan? My name is Luke Dougal. And you created hell? I did. Well, you must show me around one day. <laughs> These days I'm not allowed within a mile of the place. Oh? What happened? I was betrayed! By who? Cody North. Who's Cody? He was my producer on Nuns with Guns. He's good with numbers and shit. Keeps the financiers off my back. Clears the rights for music. Practical stuff. As opposed to creative. <laughs> Cody couldn't invent a decent monster if his life depended on it. But you needed him for the organizational bits. Not as much as he needed me. Hell was your idea? 
I've been thinking about it since I was a boy. Making sketches for it. Designing rides, naming them. One day I told Cody about it. He loved the idea. Thought it had commercial potential. A dangerous theme park has commercial potential? Yes. And is it genuinely dangerous? Depends on what you mean by dangerous. Danger is relative. What do you mean? Well, it's not as dangerous as, say, skinny dipping with sharks. But it's more dangerous than vegging out on your sofa watching Jaws. Yes, but is it possible to get hurt? Like I said, you wouldn't want to go for a kid's birthday party. So, you teamed up with Cody? He raised some money and we bought an abandoned funfair in Cumbria. It was really creepy, you know. Graffitied carousels, empty swan boats, a rusting ferris wheel. We left most of that stuff standing and built our attractions around it. I see. What attractions? My favourite is the Chamber of Executions. It showcases execution methods from around the world. And uh, you can try them out. Such as? The electric chair is very popular. You can get strapped in and you can choose the level of voltage for your shock. Okay. Then there's the guillotine. Jesus! You put your head in it, the executioner releases the blade, and it stops two centimetres before your neck. That's the most extreme scenario. You can choose the distance. And people actually come to your hell? It's a freaking sensation. I... Why? Because we live in such a sterilised and plasticky world of health and safety. Hell's the opposite of all that. All those people diddling on their phones and playing video games, I find that tragic. Virtual reality is so boring. Oh, yes. Turns people into zombies. Mm. And sadly, not the Romero type. We, we give people the real deal. They come to us to feel something, to feel alive. Do you know what makes me feel alive? Coco. Coco? Yes. Would you like some? Uh, it's from Les Doux Magots. Magots? Maggots? Uh, no, 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 not, not maggots. Les Doux Magots is a cafe in Paris. Hemingway, Sartre and Camus went there. You'll have some? Sure, yeah. Let's live a little, eh? Mm. Tell me, what other pleasures does hell hold in store? Um, well, we have the biggest, baddest freak show in the world. Believe me, you've seen nothing until you've seen a dwarf sticking thumbtacks into his face or a hunchback on a trapeze. You can stay overnight at the No Sleep Hotel. Each room is haunted by a different ghost, and they strike randomly. Sometimes they just rearrange your luggage, sometimes they turn the shower ice cold, and sometimes they chase you out of bed with a hatchet. (coughs) The nastiest incident was a ghost pulling a guy's hand while he was shaving. So much blood! But uh, the hotel has a hospital wing to deal with injuries all through the night. But the biggest attraction has to be hell in a handcart. Thirty carts speeding across 2,600 metres of track at 160 miles per hour in, over, under, and around, and through hell. Bloody hell! Hell is 1,500 square metres of bonfires, spikes, industrial sores, flamethrowers, and snake pools. It's probably the most dangerous place in Britain. The carts zoom head-on towards the sores, the points changing in the last fraction of a second, plunge in and out of snake pools and skim around bonfires with flames lapping at their sides. You should try it someday. I'll stick to my cocoa, thanks. 
How's the cocoa working out for you, by the way? It would benefit from a shot of garlic. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. How is hell even legal? Visitors sign a thing when they buy their tickets to say that they understand the risks and the park can't be held accountable. Cody came up with that. He's clever that way. Hmm, I think you should tell me more about Cody. I, uh, I used to think he looked up to me. Without me, he'd have nothing. And he knows it. He should be thanking me. Instead, he makes me sign away my rights. How did he get you to do that? Paperwork's not my scene. Give me a pen and I'll sign. So now Cody's calling the shots. He's the owner. Turns out I'm just hired to create rides. So he makes more money than you? I don't give a shit about money. It's my vision I care about. Your vision? Cody said it would raise our profile to get in other directors to create signature rides. Eli Roth, Sam Raimi, squeamish mainstream sellouts. You don't want your vision diluted? Hell is mine. I designed every last thumbscrew. Cody has no right, and I told him so. I refuse to let anyone tamper with hell. How did he respond? He fired me. Me? How can he fire me? I thought he was the one working for me, not the other way around. That's how it should be. He's worse than any monster I've ever created. Greedy, backstabbing piece of shit! I get the sense that you're a bit angry. You think? So you're not planning to take it lying down? I've made Cody's life hell. <laughs> How's that? You can't keep me out of my own theme park. The day after he fired me, I was back in the control tower, and I made people scream. I upped the voltage on the electric chair to 2,000 volts, made the carts take hairpin bends at 180 miles per hour, brought them dangerously close to the flames, released all the ghosts in the hotel simultaneously, and told the freaks to start experimenting on the audience. Did anyone, um... Not yet. But some people lost limbs. And what was the reaction? Oh, people were furious. Demanded their money back. There's been a real shitstorm in the press and on Twitter. All these celebrities who'd never heard of the park suddenly coming out and making statements about how evil it all is. There have been demonstrations outside hell for the last three days. I, I, I don't understand. I thought people know it's real and dangerous. No simulations. That's the appeal. They want to know it's real and can go wrong, but they don't actually want it to go wrong. 
They want the adrenaline rush and a freaky story to tell their mates over a beer, not the funeral costs. Well, well, Cody must be livid. He's doing 20 interviews a day and tweeting every three minutes to try and control the damage. And can hell be saved? Tomorrow, Cody's promised to open up hell for free. Lots of people are curious. There'll be a big turnout. He's hoping it will be a success and he can turn public opinion around. Mm, tomorrow? Cody is so scared of me now. <laughs> he put a restraining order on me. He said if I ever come near the park again, he'll kill me. This is all quite fascinating, but I don't really understand how we can help you. People come to us for help with their deaths. You haven't been listening. Huh? I said he's going to kill me. Who? Cody? But that was just a figure of speech. I don't think you have to genuinely worry about that. But I want him to. You want him to kill you? Yes. Really? Yes. Really, really? Yes. No, I, I, I mean not really, really. I don't want him to really kill me. A simulation? Yes. That's what you do, isn't it? Yes. But we've never incited an outsider to commit a seemingly real murder before. I want him to have me on his conscience. We're going to have to make the prospect of killing you totally irresistible to him. I'm not exactly on his Christmas card list as it is. But does he have enough reason to murder you? We're going to have to create a situation where he has to make a snap decision. We don't want him overthinking this. Also, he'll need a very strong motivation. Cody's motivated by money. That's it. Money? Good. His money depends on hell. We need to put hell at risk. We're going to have to get you back in there. But the restraining order, they'll be on the lookout. That's not going to be a problem. When it comes to disguises, we're the best in the business. So, I go back into hell. Then what? You send him a text. Today, all hell breaks loose. That'll put him on alert. He'll go straight to the control tower. Yes. He'll find me. No. You won't be in the control tower. I won't? Where will I be? In a handcart to hell. You're going to have to team up with our engineer. Show her the design. You'll build an identical cart, but with its own motor. Then what? I'll give Cody a call. Pretend to be from security. I'll say someone who looks like Luke Dougal is in a hell cart. I assume you have CCTV? Of course. So... He'll spot you right away. You'll be on the tracks, in your own cart, headed in the wrong direction, on a collision course with the others. I like it. I could design a really mean battering ram to attach to the front of the cart. I'm sure you could. At the speed the ride is going, Cody is going to have to act very quickly to avert a disaster. I think it's pretty clear what he'll do. Change the points to send me straight into a saw or a snake pit. Yes! We'll activate the ejector seat just before the crunch, then send in our special unit to retrieve you from hell. They miss the battlefield and are desperate for a challenge. You'll be killed by your own ride. <laughs> Call me sentimental, but I think that's rather poetic. <laughs> yes. It's great. Let's get designing right away. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Aren't we forgetting something? Not that I can... Your return. We're doing all this so you can come back, right? We have different locations and disguises to choose from. Shall I get the catalogue? Oh, I don't want any disguise. No disguise? But where will you go? I'm staying put. In hell.
But Cody will recognize you. That's the point. I'm going to haunt the crap out of him. A ghost. This is what I was always meant to do. Live in my own theme park as a ghost. Spooking people, creating mystery and terror. I can't wait. Our disguise department could pale you out a little and provide you with some accessories. Although... I imagine you'll want to design them yourself. I do have some ideas. I'm happy for you to come back as a ghost and haunt hell. But there's one condition. Uh, if you hide, only come out at night, and keep your visitations brief and mysterious, then everything is fine. But what if you get fed up with being a ghost and decide to pop to Tesco's? The game would be up. The police would investigate, and they might find Amelia. We can't risk that. I'll be a very happy ghost. I don't need the world. You know something, I believe you. But business is business, and I need to be sure. So, I'd like you to sign this. By doing so, you give up your rights to a normal life. If we ever find you engaged in any activity not in conjunction with your ghostly duties, we will... Okay. Oh, you don't want to read it first? Nah. Ah, wonderful. Then, last thing, the matter of payment. Oh. Now, I am aware you're only utilizing half of our service. Because of your return as a ghost, we don't have to bother with papers for you, teach you a new language, or reconfigure your face. But taking care of your death will still be costly. Um, yes, I, uh, I see. I get the impression you're not very good with money. I have a red yellow collection. I could sign that over to you. Uh, tempting, but I have a better idea. You have an active imagination and no scruples. Those are qualities we admire at Amelia. Huh. I suggest we take you on as a consultant. Our cases often need complex design work, and as a ghost, during the day, you'll have plenty of time on your hands. I would like that very much. Someone from Amelia will be round once a week. You'll find me in Blood Manor, just to the left of the Dodgems of Death. Noted. We'll bring a bag of groceries round. Shopping will be difficult for you. Perfect. Now, can I tempt you with something as conventional as champagne? Bring it on. To hell. To hell. Would you like to try our asbestos, mercury, and kiwi popsicles? Alternatively, I can recommend our new earwax and mashed potato ice cream. Dandruff sprinkles are on the house. Un gelato egg mayonnaise, per favore. Un gelato mushy pea, per favore. Good choice! One egg mayonnaise and one mushy pea ice cream, please. Here are your bar friends. And here come your ice creams. Gentlemen, enjoy. Cut so foot. 
produced by Imploding Fictions in association with Open House Theatre Vienna. This episode featured Alan Bergen as the interviewer, Michael Smulik as Luke, Gianluca Yumiento as Joey, Ravdeep Singh Bajwa as Salvatore, Pete Lutz from Pulp Puri Theatre as the cashier, and Julia Morizawa on the answer phone. Coming up, a little cameo by Sarah Golding. It was written by Philip Thorne and Einstein Brager and directed by Alan Bergen. Music and sound design by Frederick Barden. Graphic design by Anders Pedersen. Production coordination by Julia C. Thorne. This episode was recorded at Torngeber Studios with the assistance of Gabriel Geber. If you enjoy the show and would like us to continue making it, consider becoming a patron. For every episode, patrons get a special reward. For this episode, $1 patrons get a digital poster of hell. $5 patrons get Luke's case file, which outlines exactly what happens after the episode finishes. And $10 patrons get a map of hell, designed by Anders Pedersen. Becoming a patron is quick and easy. Visit patreon.com slash ameliapodcast or follow the link on our website at ameliapodcast.com. This week's podcast shout-out goes to Victoriosity, which is like the bonkers love child of Arthur Conan Doyle, Wilkie Collins and Douglas Adams. And it features cyborg Queen Victoria. What more could you want? Bye for now. And look forward to welcoming you back to Amelia again soon. Uh, evening, ladies. May I recommend the Beelzebub Burger? It's made with fried leftovers. But don't ask what kind of leftovers. <laughs> Alternatively, if you want a really exciting dining experience, there's the Piranha Playpen Eatery just over there. Catch your own food before it catches you. <laughs> What's that? Cody North, Cody North, please come to the control tower immediately. Cody North, Cody North, we need you at the control tower, please come very quickly to the control tower. Cody North, Cody North, Cody. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. We're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small, doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape, an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.